0: Once again, I have to mention, I mentioned this before, Dan. Um, You're influencing the way I coach, what I do. You know, especially, I told you this the last time, in the editing process, um, you hear hear the stuff again and again and again. And I've repackaged so many of, so much of our conversation in videos, for example, I've recently done a, a video on uh, just some kettlebell exercises for martial arts. And then I mentioned this I- idea that you've mentioned uh, where it's like you either kettlebell training first and then your regular training or your regular training first and kettlebells or mixed training. Mixed, yeah. Yes. And another thing that I've done is we've had a a seminar with, was I think it was 17 um participants and we've built the seminar on this idea of the secret and uh it went really well we've we've had a few membership signups it's it's just powerful stuff that you're teaching me and i'm incredibly grateful to be able to to really do this this is just you bet thank you so that you know then um i'm having a lot of notes prepared again because okay. I always want to make the most of our time, so uh, you let me know what you want to focus on. I have, for example, I have a reaction, I that I'm I really want your opinion on. Sure. Uh, I've seen some some stuff, some um, strength training stuff with football players, and when I look at it, my eye is telling me, I don't know the merit behind these exercises. And maybe you, with your vast knowledge, can maybe help me out a little bit. Okay, for
1: clarity, soccer, football, or American football?
0: American football.
1: Oh, American football, well, okay, then it's gonna be a different
0: mm.
1: Okay, I'll do my best, and I'll walk you through it as best I can.
0: Okay, okay. So uh, let me share my screen. <laughs> I'm really looking forward to your feedback, because I'm thinking maybe I'm on the wrong side of the spectrum, and I have uh-huh. to really adjust my opinion on stuff or maybe we're on the same page i'm really looking sure. forward so uh i have this one going right now can you see uh, all right you don't need to go any farther okay um okay <laughs> okay just, just, okay. just uh, without <laughs> the image just the still image what goes to your head
1: well it there's a phrase i use a, a lot it's just because you can doesn't mean you should and what happens people are always so uh there's a phrase i'm I'm trying to put to i'm trying to use this phrase more and more often there's a an american television show called the office Mm -hmm. and uh, Mm -hmm. i liked it a lot and the last two seasons are not very good and a reviewer said something that i'm going to tell you that i thought was genius he says a problem runs Here's how, you know, you're having a problem when a new idea becomes central rather than a supplement. And so what's going to make this American football player play American football better is probably going to the track and improving his speed, probably getting his Olympic lifts up, running some Hills, practicing his fundamentals getting a good front squat that's going to make him a much, much, much better American football player. But that's just, you're not going to sell your gym. Won't sell anybody doing that. You won't, you won't. So what you need to do is put your foot up on a BOSU ball with a, with a uh, contralateral kettlebell and do this <laughs> exercise yes. But in truth all you're doing is and, and the phrase i always use is more um uh, yeah i mean you just i mean and the thing is he's listen i'm just looking at this guy trust me on this gentle listener no matter what you try to do in life if he takes it seriously he will be better than you hmm. he will be better than you and anything you decide to do if oh, you like start this. Mm-hmm. if mm-hmm. you start at the same time he would be better than you Mm -hmm. Um, one of the strangest things in my life is when I go into an NFL locker room, national football league locker room, because almost universally, I'm the biggest, fastest, strongest person around, except when I walk in there and I'm the weakest, slowest, smallest person. Mm -hmm. And, and, and so what you need to do, and I'm not, and I, I, I'm not ripping on his coach. I'm not ripping on the athlete. I'm just saying that this is all supplemental stuff that looks good in a video but I can guarantee this is not what it, what brought him. We we have a phrase in America, American football, dance with the girl who brung you, and uh, dance with when, the
0: girl who, uh,
1: uh, brung you. Uh, that's a Southern American phrase. Who? So you, if you go to a dance, do you know yeah. what a dance is, Gregory?
0: Yeah, yeah, of course.
1: Okay, you dance with the girl who brought you to the dance.
0: Ah, who brought you? Okay. Uh. So
1: you dance with the girl who brung you. Okay, that's an Americanism, okay? So when you're working with American football, you see these videos, and every 14-year-old boy falls in love with this stuff. Yes. Because yes, he thinks yes. that this is the secret. But the secret is, you know, a 200-kilo front squat, you know, 150-kilo power clean, uh, running a 10.500 meters. Mm-hmm. There's your secret. Mm-hmm. So and just what,
0: these, these compound movements, right, uh, mm-hmm. the heavy lifts and, of course, the work that you do on the field. And this is something that we talked about uh, the yeah. last time is you take guys like him mm-hmm. who is uh, in the top, 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 top 1% of…
1: Higher than 1. Higher than higher, 1. Higher than 1. I-
0: incredibly genetically gifted. So, and we talked about it the last time, you can have this gentleman do anything you want. He'll always be top, 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 percent, right?
1: If, if they, this guy trained the whole off season doing an hour of yoga every day, he'd be better than you. Yeah. If this guy did, yeah. uh, like Herschel Walker, famous American uh, football player, he did push-ups, sit-ups, and sprints. That's, that's all he what, did. That's what's up. And he was better than you because he is just flat out better. Uh, there's an American football player when he was 18 years old, could bench press 100 kilos for 10 reps.
0: That's not, that's crazy. Well, at 18 years of age. That's impressive. And he
1: also me. ran probably, uh, he was a world-class sprinter if he wanted to be. mm well how do you how do you teach that well when you figure out how to teach that you give me a phone call
0: yeah (laughs) you're a billionaire if you're able to teach that and the other thing that uh it's in it goes in the same league was mike tyson he was able to bench press an an insane amount of weight at the age of 14. so it's these these genetic specimen these gals and guys who Mm -hmm. are just taking it to the next level so if i'm we're on the same page i believe so, that's just. It looks good for Instagram. It looks good for a YouTube video, mm-hmm. and you know, like we always say. Let's um, get this.
1: Let's get this off, okay.
0: Yep. <laughs> you want to get it off, okay?
1: I'll stop. Yeah, I don't, I don't. Yeah, no, I just, I. <laughs> okay. the
0: uh, yeah. Okay. Okay. That's... Just please.
1: I'm not. Van, yeah, Van. I'm not
0: then um i know i know listen us coaches and i see this now on my youtube channel just to bring it up uh, uh, a small a, a small detour uh the reactions that i'm doing on youtube they're going incredibly well right now and uh i've i've dug into the science a little bit and there is some scientific reason why people love seeing other people react to stuff. So for example, I've reacted to one of those crazy workouts that Jillian Michaels did where she says we are now I'm not joking where she's saying we're now hinging at the waist and not at the and not at the hip which means you go in a flexion of the spine oh, with a terrible. ballistic exercise. Terrible. It's it's one of the stupidest things that you can do. Uh-huh. So this video garnered about 220,000 views in in 4 weeks. It's it's very it's crazy what's happening on our channel right now, and I've reacted to another um, influencer. Her, her name is Caroline Gurvan, I think, and she has one kettlebell workout that sits at 1.4 million views. So when I give these reactions, I'm just giving my thoughts. I'm not I'm not uh, disrespecting uh, the the coaches in question. I'm sure. just giving my thoughts from my perspective. So now, if I'm asking you your perspective and we know it's not about attacking this particular coach just your perspective these exercises what are they
1: well they're just uh, the word i would use just more i mean uh, uh, i mean i have a i've got books in here and uh, up back behind me in other languages with these <clears throat> hybrid movements where you you do a You snatch the barbell overhead and then step up onto a box with alternating legs. So, as you snatch, you step up. Well, the amount of time you take to learn that movement, I could probably teach you five or six skills, 10 skills that would make you better at your sport. So, it's like when you're, you know, it's like when I see fighters, guys who are trained to fight, learning all these exercises, I keep thinking, if you spent that time learning the counters to a choke hold, to an arm bar, to a, a pick, an ankle pick, the time you spent count practicing countering would be far better than you jumping up and down off of a BOSU ball because there are no BOSU balls in the, in the ring. There are no BOSU balls on the field of play. And the thing is, too, uh, well, they also don't show all the mistakes when the guys fall off it, and, and that, that's when yeah.
0: – yeah. And just just to jump in real quick, as if I was the coach, okay, so uh, they're c- coming to my gym and they're telling me, Gregory, listen, here we have this dude, um, multi-million dollar contract, mm-hmm. so we want you to coach him. My first thought would be, I want to make sure that he doesn't get injured when I'm training with him or else I'd be liable because this is a this is a multi-million dollar asset that I am tampering with. So exactly. so isn't it the, the idea of the coach to be as careful as possible and use I always I love this I think that's Americanism as well the most bang for your buck exercise most bang for your buck yeah that that you know the time that is spent is it's not wasted. So I you just I see you, we're you on just summarize
1: you just summarized how I treat elites right there bang for the buck. Cost to benefit ratio, bang for the buck. So cost to benefit ratio is you look at every single lift, even the loads, and you say to yourself, is this lift worth? Like, for example, that's why I don't like heavy Turkish getups. I don't see the benefit to the cost. Because if you if you slip with a bell over your face, maybe you luck out and just hit your ribs with it. Now you're de- dealing with at, at best bruised ribs. So the cost of benefit doesn't work. Mm-hmm. And then bang for the buck, you know, we were years ago, uh, we were doing, uh, during the track season, we were doing one exercise. It, it was called the exercise, the exercise. It was a power snatch followed by an overhead squat.
0: That was it. Up um, and down,
1: right? Well, yeah, no, but not a, not a squat snatch, but a, so what we were doing. It, we are doing the overhead squat. So big ballistic explosion. Yeah. Boom. And mm-hmm. then I'm asking you to to knit everything and lock it down, go down yes. and uh, up, put wow. the weight down. We're Well, the idea is when you throw the discus, wow. you need to be very stable and very explosive. You need to be very long and very explosive. You need to be very patient. And so, and when people would come by to see what we were doing, they'd always say, well, what else are you going to do? And I'm like, you th- literally flew three hours, rented a car, got a hotel room to see what I'm doing, and you think I'm going to hide something from you? This is what we do, and it would be like hmm. it was mind blowing for some of these very, very good coaches to see how little we were doing. But the idea was
0: bang for the buck, and uh, and and these top elite coaches were expecting more, right? A secret. So- they were. They wanted to see the secret. <laughs> it's always the same isn't it it yeah. it boils down to the simplest movements or just a simple like you said uh, the cost-to-benefit ratio right i don't want to get you hurt but i also want to use the, the 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 maximum most bang for your buck so that your time isn't wasted and and still we have to make sure that you don't hurt yourself and so, so we're on the same page i i thought so the same
1: my my one of my mentors the late rick bojack one time touched me on the chest here he pushed me on the chest and he said you you can't get bored and that changed my whole coaching career
0: you can't get bored you you
1: okay ready you yeah. you can't get bored your athletes love the fact that they're winning competitions they're getting better they feel good they throw good you gregory you are getting bored they are not getting bored in other words, very often the coach is the problem. I got to tell you from the heart, I have seen a lot of goblet squats, overhead squats, snatches, bench press, deadlifts. I've seen a lot of it. I get a new athlete. Guess what? They're going to do overhead squat, front squat, bench press. Deadlifts. Me, I can't get bored. Mm-hmm. It, They're not bored. My athletes aren't bored i'm the one who gets bored doing the same thing because i've been seeing this since 1979
0: yes but yes. to you yes.
1: gregory you show up yeah. and you've never worked with me before this is all brand new it's brand stuff
0: new oh yes and, and so I've, you're not I, bored yeah. you're like yeah. oh my god wow front what is squats. this front wow. squat
1: coach my wrist hurts my ab wall hurts yes yeah. so the yes. front squats work your abs i don't know how do your abs feel they hurt well they must be working then yes (laughs) and i can't be going well let's do them you know staggered legged with chains to a bench (laughs) with stop it yeah just do the damn
0: lift do the lift and don't don't make it any more complex than it already is exactly And and what you're saying is i feel it with but gregory when i start swinging i feel my lower back well, yes, it's the weakest link in the chain, but is my technique safe? Yes, it looks great. So I have to do some more conditioning for my lower back? Probably. Okay, yeah. let's start the clean. Well, coach, you know, it, it, it turns blue. Yes, it takes some time, you know, the soft tissues take some time. So it's always, yes, I get where you're coming from. It's the same, you get, the coach gets the same feedback all over and all over the time. again, but the, the athlete or the trainee, let's boil it even down, you know, the trainee, the guy who's just coming in the gym, he, or or she they're both they're getting this this new feeling this new sensation and so told, I cannot I've, get bored.
1: I've told athletes to eat vegetables for breakfast you know eat vegetables at every single meal including vegetables and they look at me like I have said the craziest thing I have never oh my god really and I'll realize that I've probably said that same sentence to athletes a million times it's certainly an exaggeration <laughs> But it sure feels like it. Yeah, it sure feels like it. And yet, to this athlete, it's brand new. Yeah, never heard it. Yeah, and so one of the things you have to learn to do as a coach is say this: Okay, Gregory, I've probably said this thirty thousand times, but I don't think I've said this to you. Yeah. And to me, that's a if there is a secret phrase in coaching, that would be it. I know I've said a hundred times, a thousand times to close the door on the bathroom when you're taking a leak in my gym. But I mustn't have said it to you. Yes. I must have said a million times, wash your hands after you pee. But obviously I didn't say it to you. <laughs> yes.
0: I want you to drink so water. well.
1: I want you to drink water as your major beverage. I'm and they'll look <laughs> at you and I'll say, Yes, water. <laughs> well yes. what about hydration well that's what water does <laughs>
0: <laughs> so great it, it's a phrase that works so many times and you know this happens to me as well as a coach that I say something and I'm like and we already looked at this right and the person's looking at me like no so then immediately my brain is telling me well you've probably said you said this it's this you've said it so many times that you think you've already told it to this person and you haven't and you haven't because it's so normal it's it's if you do something so many times it becomes so automatic yeah i'm doing
1: a i'm doing a workshop this weekend oh i thought i had it right here uh i might yeah so i'm doing a workshop this weekend on kettlebells okay yeah so when i open this folder up i have a i have several cheat sheets that i use and what they are these in these are these are things i go through and I start off with this. So Friday at eight o'clock, I'm going to say, sitting on a whale, fishing for minnows, which is a Polynesian phrase that I think sitting on a whale, fishing for minnows, a whale, um, uh, whale, do you got a whale? A big, big,
0: the big, big fish. Yeah.
1: The big mm-hmm. mammal. Yeah. yeah. And minnows are tiny little fish like this.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: When I usually do workshops, people are always focusing on the minnows and missing the whales. Yes. How do you say whale in German? Wal. 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 It's
0: almost the same word, yeah.
1: Yeah. Wal is different ha- pronunciation. fish is shark, right? High fish. Yeah. High fish. Yeah. yeah. It's shark. Yeah. That's right. Okay. And sardine or minnow would be
0: Sardinia, yeah. Okay. It's the same. So yeah.
1: sitting on a wall fishing for sardina, And what happens is is they people want the minnows of the workshop. And I'm trying to teach them the hinge and the squat. To me those yes. are the balls those are the whales
0: if if i may add something to this and i got this from precision nutrition it says this it's the same sentence uh, it, it's the same meaning but a different sentence people are mowing the people are mowing the lawn while the house is on fire
1: okay there you go same same idea now in nutrition it would be more the house is on fire in our world you're just looking for the wrong stuff so yeah. what we saw there yeah. is and I'm not again. I'm not ripping on those guys. I'm just saying, in the big picture of training, that kind of stuff is the minnows. And if and so, you know, if I have an athlete who weighs a hundred kilos and can run a an eleven flat hundred meters and front squat two hundred kilos, uh the whales are taken care of. Yeah. For yeah. that athlete, we might want to look at maybe stickier gloves, find a different brand of gloves, mm. because at his level, changing the, the tackiness of a glove might make a difference in a sport where you catch the ball. Wow. maybe with that athlete, we want to look at their, their cleats, uh, the bottom of uh, a, a shoe. Yep. These mm-hmm. little nubs are called mm-hmm. cleats. You know, maybe we want to play around with that. Maybe we want to play around with some different styles of things. You know, I was at a workshop one time and I knew that the second I saw the hand go up, I knew I was in trouble. The guy asked me about coaching soccer football, you know, and I said, I don't coach it. And he said, well, what would you do? And I said, you know, I would do this, this and this. And he goes, well, most of the sport is deceleration. And I wanted to punch the guy because I said, A, I told you straight up, I don't know shit about the sport. Two, I gave you some advice. And three, you then pointed out I was wrong. To me, that (laughs) is the industry in a nutshell. Trust me if the german national team all when do they play again by the way
0: uh when do they play, play? again i think um yeah. well, I'm, I'm not as as focused on it right now but i think you know switzerland just recently won against turkey i think it was but the germans yeah. i don't know when they're playing
1: okay so they have, germany is in a real but if i coach the german national team And they all ran 11 flat 100 meters and front squatted 200 uh, kilos. I would feel as a strength and conditioning coach, I turned over. You know what? I hate to say the head coach, but it ain't ain't my fault if we lose.
0: You know, ain't my fault. And, and you know, you've mentioned this micromanagement does make sense if the macros are taken care of, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's... (laughs) it's it's the big stuff. but yeah yeah it's just the same thing with uh you know uh when we t- take a look at uh, nutrition for example when we talk to clients it's like you know these e numbers I don't know if it's if this is in germ uh, in, in the states as well when when you have um a a nutritional value with the food labels then there's always these e numbers emulgators I think and all the okay. you know the small stuff in it so people are talking about it and it's like listen it has this e number 32 and e number 45 is linked to cancer and bra blah, blah and then i'm like okay so you're heavily focused on that small thing and you complain about that small thing and then you don't pick the veggies because they got the e numbers in it yet then a few seconds later you walk into a a a, a sandwich shop and you pick up or you walk at mcdonald's and and then you pick up the the mcchicken Mac right so right. it's like or 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 take it even a step further we're battling about how dangerous coke zero is and we're not honing in on the fact that just it's basically we're eating just too much that that's just what it is we're eating too much of the stuff that because our brains Uh, old school wired and then we we tend to hone in on stuff that that makes us not want to stop but we want to rather talk about coke zero so it's the same thing we're not focusing on the big stuff and and you know what i also see is the big stuff is like we just recently talked about it the big stuff is not spectacular Mm -mm. okay so you want me to do squats press and deadlifts right so it's the prowler it's the squat and it's the press yes so what are we going to do next nothing that's what we're going to do for the next eight weeks prompt and believe me it's going to give you the most bang for your buck the most bang for your buck
1: and you won't you won't know yourself at the end of it but it doesn't make it it it's not a, a four second 10 second snip it so you know your your modern audience most of the people who listen to you probably already clicked off uh because we talk too much uh you know they want 8 seconds, they want 10 seconds. Yes. And the truth is, but you know, a guy like myself, I don't, I'm not a TikToker. I'm not a, uh, what was it, Vine, you know, these 8-second things.
0: Now TikTok it, is taking over and wine, wine, uh, this Vine thing died and yeah. then these guys jumped on YouTube.
1: Right. And here's the thing though, I don't want to be an 8-second expert.
0: Oh, I liked
1: the 8-second expert. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, I can do it, you know. All right, you ready to time me? Yeah. Okay, ready? Let's, let me know go. when you're ready.
0: All right.
1: Give me, let me know you're ready.
0: Three, two, one.
1: Sleep every night, drink water, veggies and protein in every meal, push, pull, hinge, squat, loaded, carry, go for a walk.
0: Wow, that was six seconds.
1: <laughs> that's
0: what's up. That's, in an, that's a nutshell. Yeah, I mean, Wait, that's... You're so right. You're so right.
1: I mean, Mm -hmm. and then what you can do with that is say, oh boy, you know, I think I need to, no, it's like what I say, when I work with somebody for the first time who's never done farmer walks or uh, prowlers or sled pulls, it's like, you are missing this huge area of training, Mm -hmm. you know, ignoring it. I did find it interesting this morning to find an article in a magazine here in the States called Self, where I, it was, it was interesting to look at the article because they, the young lady wrote had an a workout that had push pull hinge squat loaded carry basically i mean yeah. it's was, it was yeah. right out of my things great great and it was this it was so it was good that we're finally moving in that direction but it was it would have been nice for her to at least acknowledge oh and she had the goblet squat in there and so yeah
0: yeah <laughs> no and <laughs> john exercise that's great and and my question would be then with your experience as a strength coach since we all know or you know just people who are into this a little bit more. And yes, it's not about bashing the coach, but my question remains how many coaches actually take their athletes or trainees, through these type of workouts that are the most bang for your buck, what do you think is the ratio? And oh. do you think that these guys, when the when the TV crew shows up, then then they're like, oh, let's let's serve them some some spicy oh, stuff. See now,
1: yeah, so that, exactly, right? you, you nailed it right there. Uh, you, you nailed it right there. We we talk and uh, uh, it's funny about. Uh, so when you die, you you have a two minute video, okay, to show Saint uh, Saint Peter at the pearly gates, okay. Mm-hmm. you have one of two choices your worst enemy picks the two minutes or <laughs> you get to pick your two minutes okay which one are you going to show well when people it's funny when uh, men's health did this big article on me one time at my home gym and when the guy first got there it's like you know well now you know he kept expecting a show and it took him two full days to understand that there's there's no there is no show And finally, it kind of got through him in about the second day that the article he was going to write is focusing on the foundations, the fundamentals, the basics. That's what makes my athletes do well. But the thing is, he kept wanting to do like some insane
0: challenge, you know, and it was like to get the headline to, to yeah. get the headline, to make the article stand out. Dan John is now using this incredibly secret that no strength coach has ever exploited. And that's the reason why he succeeds. Well, and
1: here's the secret I use. Uh, there is no secret. Yeah, uh, I love one. this. It always boils down to this stuff. And you know, I, uh, here's here's my secret, you know, you, you show up every day, you get the work in, you sleep well, you come back and you just, uh, you like building the Great Wall of China, brick by brick by brick yeah. by brick if you if you work long enough and hard enough yeah you're going to have a you're going to have a pretty good great wall of china china you know and that in and, and you know somebody asked me the other day uh Ryan krauser just destroyed the world record in the shot put i mean at that level adding you know he added this much to the world record in the shot put wow. i mean at that at, at that, that level,
0: level that's that's crazy that's, that's impressive wow and people keep asking
1: me about you know what what does he do that's secret and i keep telling him Well, he started throwing he was eight years old his father and his uncle were both collegiate athletes his grandfather was a collegiate thrower um, he has beautiful technique his timing was perfect on the throw and when he threw the world record the second it went out of his hand he knew but so did everybody else watching the throw it was the perfect shot. It was simple. There was nothing huh. fancy in his throw at all. He Everything was lined up. There was no wasted energy. Uh, I was watching a discus thrower the other day. The discus thrower uh, is about two meters behind her normal throw. And yet when she throws her normal throw, when she finishes, everything's kind of quiet. All the energy goes in a discus. Watching her at the Olympic trials, the discus goes off, and she does all these extra spins and shakes and stuff. Her technique, to a to a normal person's vision, probably looks better when she's throwing poorer, but when she's really throwing far, it's so simple, it's so lovely, you miss it. So, so it's one of those things. It's uh, you know, I'm not I'm not a huge fan of them. I I don't know the martial arts very well. But one of the things they talk about in every martial art and i know that bruce lee said this but he actually adapted it for many others when you keep cutting away all the excess mm-hmm. that simple thing that remains yeah that's what it is you know when you look at like uh the haiku poetry of japan where you cut away everything except the absolute essence um that style of calligraphy that they have mm-hmm. where they just mm-hmm. <laughs> And then you see a, you see a frog on a lily pad and it was, it went, and the painter went, you know, to me, that's, there's, there's something to be studied in there because my job as a coach really is to whittle away, whittle, does that translate? Yeah.
0: Yeah. 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 So
1: to whittle away all the excess and get you to perform with the least, actually, I want you to have the least amount of effort (laughs) To at, at the highest levels
0: and you know that's that's what i'm keeping in mind when i'm uh now editing my youtube videos there's one phrase that stuck in my mind that i've heard another youtuber say his name is tomska and he said uh, cut away the excess fat trim away the yeah. fat and and you know when i go over the editing process again i see there's so- I'm repeating myself so many times, but that's you know, you you I do not recognize this while filming. but in the editing process, this is where the job gets done. So I understand, okay, I've said this now three times. I gotta cut it away because it's unnecessary. Yeah. and 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 that's good stuff. So and just one thing that I want to add is I've recently seen because you you've mentioned uh, the simple lift or just the perfect throw, right? which is at the end of the day, it it was a basic uh, throw executed, uh, perfectly. Right. So, um, I like your thoughts on this. It just was very impressive to me. I've heard this podcast from squat university, uh, Dr. Aaron Horschick with Ed Cohn and Dr. Stuart McGill. Uh, I really recommend it It was a one hour podcast and these three guys were talking and (laughs) there was this one segment where Stuart McGill, he's like, Ed, you're one of the greatest powerlifters in the world. Um, How many times did you have your perfect lift? And immediately as I was listening, I expected, I was driving, and I expected him to say, almost every time. Because he's one of the greatest, right? That's what I, and it wouldn't even have sounded arrogant if he would have said it, because he's one of the greatest, right? And he said, I've missed more than I can count, something like this. And then Stu was like, you see, that's the problem with the young powerlifters. Here you have a legend telling you that he missed more times than he can count paraphrasing a little bit and then you talk to the younger guys and like "Ooh, my lifting technique's perfect exactly the the humility in it and i i apply this methodology this idea now in my jerking because i'm having when i'm doing a doubles jerk i'm i'm still not um, satisfied with my technique and even when i'm satisfied i'm still not you see i'm just adding on top of it and i think this humble spirit this humble mindset is what 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 keeps you improving Mm -hmm. yeah
1: yeah uh well i mean i thought i knew everything and then i went up the next next level and that's the nice thing about being in a situation like we have here in the states at least we had in track and field is that Every time you moved up a level, you got exposed to much, much better throwers. So I had beautiful technique. And then I moved up a level and I was like, well, okay, I have beautiful technique, but I'm uh, 20, 20 kilos too light. So I had to get those. Wow. Okay. Wow. Now I'm 20 kilos heavier and I have this flaw in my technique and I'm losing by five meters. I got to fix that flaw. You fix that flaw, you move up again. <sighs> now I'm losing by 10 meters again, or five meters again. And then you got to fix those flaws. Uh, the, you know, And then it becomes tactical and strategic. It's always something new. And I like that. As you move up and up and up in elite sports, you, you begin to discover this. But con- it's it, what is interesting, as you move higher and higher and higher, the love of the fundamentals and basics gets higher and higher too.
0: And my question for this, Dan, is um, what What do you think, percentage-wise, was responsible that you were able to improve? Your training off the field or your training on the field? So, like, the lifting, the weights,
1: or...? So in, in what I call quadrant three, uh, I, use, I use the yin-yang symbol, okay? Mm-hmm. And it's good. And, and it, it, I use it several ways. So give me a moment here. So in a perfect, uh, in a perfect situation, mm-hmm. you would have your, so <clears throat> beginning athlete. <clears throat> so you got a, you got a 15 year old discus throw. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I would expect a 15 year old to probably be able to bench, I don't know, say bench 80 kilos, front squat, 80 cl- kilos, clean 80 kilos. And they would have a technique that matches that level of strength. So it's real easy to get stronger. so uh two years later, we can blow up. so now he so now those numbers are one twenty one twenty one twenty. Mm-hmm. But if he maintains that beginner's technique, that elementary technique, we call that a flat tire. so he's got a small so on the yin yang, he's got a big yin and a very tiny yang. Mm-hmm. So we have to build up his technique. You know, it's strategy, tactics, emotional control, Mm. uh, arousal control, emotional, emotional control. Yes. Wow. Oh, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) And on the other hand, back in the 1950s and 60s, some of those throwers had absolutely beautiful techniques, but they all they did was push ups, sit ups and pull ups. So they were a flat tire this way. So what you do in my world is what you need to do is build up. So you have an elementary technique with elementary strength levels. And as you get stronger, you get a little bit more technical. And then once you get a little bit stronger again, you even get even better technically. And then what you try to keep doing is build up the circle. So to me, that's so uh, in my book, uh, now what I have a tiny circle like this. And then i have a larger medium circle and then i have a bigger circle with the yin yang symbol in each one of them and to me the way we grow an athlete out in track and field in by the way this also works for body composition also you know Mm -hmm. um you know if you're working with somebody who's if you're working with an 18 year old woman who wants to get uh in shape for look a little bit better for a wedding it's it's not very
0: hard Mm -hmm. yeah
1: i mean you know she it's, shows up it's easy yeah it's you know it's stop stop take you know no more soft drinks um yeah yeah water if you just said no more you know don't drink calories and we're gonna yeah. have
0: you and go a little bit more for a walk it's probably done
1: yeah so yeah. don't drink calories go for a walk okay yeah. so yeah. you know we have a little circle here mm. um 40 years later she's put on 50 60 kilos uh yeah we're gonna have to have a little bit more nutritional intervention mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know she hasn't had a vegetable since she was 18 mm-hmm. uh, she hasn't had a glass of water in, mm-hmm. you know for 40 years uh, we're gonna have to get her to lift weights go for walks we might need uh, we might need medical intervention with, yeah. Uh, yeah. with uh, diabetes uh, high blood pressure we might need uh, a dentist to do some root canals because of all the sugar from all the soft drinks. Uh, we might, might need a sleep specialist to help with uh, various sleep issues at night. So we're going to have a much bigger, you, you follow my point, a much, yes, much, bigger much bigger circle. circle.
0: Yes, that's. And
1: right. so one of the mistakes I think we make at Gregory, and I think this is an important thing as a trainer, is that sometimes we come in with a sledgehammer with somebody who really needs just to go for a walk and drink more water. And sometimes we come in with a feather for somebody who needs medical dental intervention. You know, this person needs to get a lot of dental work done because they've got rotting teeth because, you know, and, and, and I, and I think that this is where I think the art of coaching comes in is applying the correct tool For the correct situation situation person slash situation slash person Mm -hmm. with this 18 year old girl who wants to look a little bit better for this wedding i mean you know drink water go for a walk uh gosh two sets of eight in the goblet squat thank you very much we'll see you next week give me some money you know uh but for this other person it's going to be you know we might need a a a battery of doctors to help out
0: and and isn't it one of the most and most important um, factors or aspects of a good coach to understand when to refer out when to understand okay listen uh, with with the baggage that you have baggage so to speak is you you need somebody when we t- I, and we've happened this happened to us sometimes and i've always had to intervene and ask this critical question we have uh some of our clients are just it's it's like they're on a roller coaster for so long that sometimes uh, i'm like listen maybe psychotherapy maybe a psychiatrist because the way we talk about nutrition now goes and cuts so deep yeah that this is not my scope of practice anymore i'm i'm just on the surface level so now if you probably need some deeper intervention and then sometimes yeah
1: do you know my assessment no i'm gonna give it to you real fast It's it's called the one two three four assessment okay number one can you stand on one foot for 10 seconds if you can't stand on one foot for 10 seconds i won't work with you I send you to, uh, I have a medical doctor. Oh, by the way, here's another thing. I used to give you the phone number. Now I make the appointment for you because most people won't follow up. So if you can't stand on one foot for 10 seconds, according to some research, there is something wrong with you. We need to find out. Maybe it's you're just obese, but then Mm -hmm. you got to see a medical doctor anyway. Mm -hmm. But maybe Mm it's MS. Maybe it's Mm -hmm. Parkinson's disease. Mm -hmm. We should find out. Mm -hmm. Number two. So one, stand on one foot. Mm -hmm. Two measurements. Measurement number one, if you weigh over 135 kilos, I insist on you visit a medical doctor, a dentist and an eye doctor, Mm. because what we're going to tell this person to do is eat more vegetables. But if they need if they have terrible teeth, they can't eat more vegetables. And the eye doctor also can see things like diabetes and high blood pressure. And so a good eye doctor, a good dentist, and then a medical doctor, I had one client come back after doing that, and he was on seven prescriptions plus dental work. Well, how the hell, how am I supposed to get the person to lose weight by doing five sets of two?
0: It's impossible. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay. the, The second measurement is height to waist. So your waistline should be at, at most half your height. So if you're two meters tall, you can have a one meter waistline. Mm -hmm. If it's over half, you are a body composition client. And then I have a little uh, Venn diagram with three circles in it. One is body comp, one is mobility, and the other one is strength. Okay, so stand on one foot, Mm. two measurements, Mm. then three questions. Question number one, how many pillows does it take for you to sleep comfortably at night? If it's more than one, you are a mobility client. Oh, I like this. So the reason I, I use that, and that. See, people argue, the people who argue with me the most on this are females, and they'll say, "Well, I do yoga." Well, you might do yoga, but you have other issues. Because if you need to have a pillow between your knees, a pillow, you know, you're you're hugging another pillow because your shoulders hurt. You need you need I see, mo- wow. Question number two. Wow. Mm-hmm. Um, do you eat colorful vegetables every day? And guess what? Every single person answers yes. Right, and I know they're lying. Yes. Question number.
0: Th- <laughs> it's the same
1: here. <laughs> Question safe. number three: Do you mm-hmm. exercise for half an hour a day? What does everybody a- answer? Yes. Okay. So after those two questions, I lean in and say, "Well, good, because then uh, you don't need me. I'm not. You're safe. Work. You're already You're safe. doing it."
0: yeah you're done and
1: then the truth comes out then they then they say that's okay i lied i don't yeah, i don't exercise yeah, yeah.
0: and you, you you know what i believe then is that sometimes and i've read this in a book is that people are not obviously lying to your face while there no. are some cases some people have problem with their perception it's like yes i've just i've just eaten i i, I, I will remember this forever one of our clients and um, when we started incorporating more fruits and veggies into his everyday meals and um, we had this follow-up appointment and he said well Gregory just recently uh, it's going well with the fruits I just recently had it's late in, in the last couple of days and his wife was present and she said the last time we I made some fruits some you know some uh, just chopping up and you know fruit salad right the last time I've done one of these was three weeks ago and I I'm 100% sure he didn't lie but his perception and our um, perception of time is so skewed yeah it just happened recently
1: it's like when your mom asked did you do your did you do your homework and you always say to mom yes yes I did and every parent knows when you say to your child did you do your homework yes I did show it to me Oh, I don't get everything done. Yeah. Show me. Show me. So, okay. So one stand on one foot, two measurements, three questions. Four is a two minute plank. Now I know Stu McGill recently made fun of it, but my thought is this is if you can do a two minute plank, you're strong enough when that's not your issue. If you fail the two minute plank, you are a strength client. Okay. So, and the other three tests, if you pass that, the other i I'm not going to go through the details standing long jump a farmer walk and those two tests me as a coach and then sometime of get up and down off the ground you mm-hmm. just look at it whatever mm-hmm. so i have with the venn diagram i have seven things most american males are combinations of mobility mm-hmm. and body composition they're called mm-hmm. twos in our language mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so what's nice about that is when we work on their mobility they sleep better which helps with their body comp most women in America are not strong enough in any body comp issues. Oh, yeah. We call them fours. They want to sweat when they come in the train, but what they really need to do is get mostly just get stronger. So what we do in our training is we get women to sweat as early as we can. We give them something, something to get them hot and sweaty early as we can. And I know this must sound terrible to normal people listening, but this is just the way you do it as a coach. Yeah, You get them hot and sweaty and then after they're hot and sweaty and they're breathing hard, then you have them deadlift, pull-up, press, whatever it yeah. is. Yeah. With men, they want to look good in the mirror. So between sets of uh, hypertrophy movement, we do mobility. So you always give people what they want, but you also give them what they what need. What they
0: need, yes, yes.
1: So my job as a coach, yes. is Great. Let, for example, and I, I say this all the time and people get a little mad at me, I never program bench press or arm work for American males because they will do bench press and arm work. So they we always start with the olympic lifts and squats and then I then I give them free time where they bench press and do curls. Yeah. Yeah. With females I never I never do ab work or or flexibility because they will always do they will do I mean I I, I had a 400 meter girl one time Do we had to do uh, whatever it was? Say, I think it was a 600 meter sprint, and then followed fairly quickly by a 400. And then she started puking on the infield. Well, puking is the best ab exercise I know. 30 minutes later, she was doing crunches on the infield so her abs would look good. Well, trust me, if you're a 400 meter runner, your abs look good, yeah, because the amount Mm. of lactic acid you you bathe in every day. But so I never program stretching or ab work for females because they'll do it no matter what.
0: It's, it's, I, I see so many similarities in that case of, you know, I've started shifting my philosophy and thinking, you know, going for the burn. This is somehow where I a little bit come from, not, not to the extreme, but a little bit. And because I got this from one of the, um, uh, one of the greatest or one of the most well-known personal trainers who has uh, seven businesses or seven or 10 gyms all over all, all all over every continent and he said people are just looking for an experience hmm. that's one of the things they need the experience so what i want to give my clients is i love what you said there it's i give them what they want and i give them what they need so they want the experience so my job as a coach is to make sure that they are You know tampering a little bit with their limits but not overdo it because i don't want them to burn out i don't want them to feel up because we just we're working with people who never lifted any weights before and uh but they want the experience because that maybe kicks off some dopamines and some great signals in the brain that makes them want to come back and they enjoy the process and but still and and that's one of the questions that i got on youtube it was like but um you know I, i was critiquing one of one of the workouts and then they were like, yeah, but this trainer, uh, the reason why he did it was this and that and it's not very, um, it doesn't put the trainer well on display, but he had to do it in that case because he was forced yeah. to blah, blah. And I was like, listen, a good coach will always, like what you said, will give you what you want, but also give you what you need. And maybe sometimes we've just had one of these clients, maybe pull you back a little bit. If you're always going in the red zone, you eventually burn out. So, and one that, of the- That's
1: why I like like this last Saturday, I, I lifted an Olympic lifting meet.
0: Yes, yeah, so on, on Insta. It's
1: great. Yeah. And one of the things that me, you know, I'm 64, still Olympic lifting in, but what it does for me, it, you know, you can't, at my age, I can't go into the red zone the week before a weightlifting meet. I'll have nothing on the platform. And the week after the weightlifting me, I can't go into the red zone because I'm so damn sore, okay? So for me, I like this idea of throwing things in, you know, planning something, you know? And it can be, I mean, for most people, they want to look good for a wedding or a vacation. But I like them to just say, okay, we're going to do, you know, I like little challenges and workouts just mm-hmm. every so often we'll have a challenge. Mm-hmm. Doesn't that be crazy? doesn't mm-hmm. have, mm-hmm. you know, one of the mm-hmm. ones someone I have that one. I'm not, I'm not a big fan of it. It's a 10,000 kettlebell swing challenge. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I did come up with it, but I don't tell anybody to do it. Having said that though, if you, in the month of January, swing the kettlebell 10,000 times, I can guarantee when February comes around, you're going to be a different kind of trainer.
0: You yep. Yeah. I don't know what's progress. going to be
1: different, but mm. you're going to be different. Yeah. You know, ideally better.
0: And you know, it's just the same thing that, you know, putting those reps in and you know, this is just a arbitrary number, the 10,000. Yes, yeah. and I get it. But the idea is just put the reps in. Put them in and even without workouts that Angie and I are doing that we then offset to our clients and not not in the most high intensity form but just it's we're cycling through 10 exercises snatch clean and jerk clean and press swing heart style swing hand to hand swing turkish get up strict press rope, deadlift windmills maybe if you're an elite uh, uh, mover a bent press but goblet squats you know it's it's lunges that's it It, it's not this huge incredible ocean of 1500 different exercises even though and that's you know that's the beauty and the curse of the kettlebell you can do you can do this I just seen one of the coaches do it I don't remember I did it as well the kettlebells laying on the floor and they're toe tapping around it like it's a like it's a a soccer ball and they called it an exercise right so while it is cute it's it's not most bang for your buck right so getting the reps in that's what it is and one thing Dan, um you you have inspired me and i i'd like to hear your thoughts on this philosophy i recently came up with this idea if you are swinging a kettlebell no matter whether it is a more kettlebell sport approach or whether it's the hard style there you have acceleration coming from your posterior chain right a lot of force and velocity power coming so once the kettlebells is afloat, and I heard it from Stuart McGill, and that's, now I'm mixing it together why Pavel is, is, is emphasizing the chemia and tensing your abs. Because once the kettlebell is afloat, there are shear forces happening. So you wanna build up tension in your anterior chain to really use it as a break. So now I came up with the idea, you brace it to break it. You brace to break. Okay. And then I remembered you mentioning that you are conditioning your athletes in a reverse throw to train the brakes. Yeah. And that's where I kind of like put it together how this braking mechanism, right? It's not just, yes, the hinge is very important, but being able to tense your quads and your abdominals and your anterior chain to stop the movement, right? And to to, uh, use additional safety for your spine is so necessary.
1: If you're throwing the javelin, hammer, shot, discus, you don't, it's not your impulse that makes it go fast. It's your braking that makes it go fast. When I stop myself, is what makes the discus go far. If 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 I try to throw the discus and I just keep going, all the energy is in me, not in the implement. So I teach the I teach the swing like I would teach a shot put discus or javelin throw. Is like put all the energy into it, let it go, catch it, and throw it back. Yeah. So we're saying the
0: same exact. Yeah, it's it's the same thing, right? Yeah, yeah. And it's just incredible how how you know these conversations. Dan, I'm I'm consider myself a, uh, consider myself a very lucky man, and a lot of our viewers are are really enjoying this. I know this is this is big stuff to digest. This is not the eight second expert video <laughs> that you talked about. But this is the kind of stuff that helps me grow and that hey, I believe. You do me a favor,
1: yeah. will you cut and paste that eight seconds or my eight seconds? Uh,
0: the thing? eight second expert?
1: Would you mind and post post that and I'll just put it somewhere. I'd love to share that. That would be hilarious.
0: Because it's it, it's so powerful. Are you? Yeah. Are you a eight second expert? <laughs> this is so powerful. You know, I'm always keep, uh, uh, you know, writing those things down. And and just as a, on a final note, Dan, uh, sure. I don't want to keep you too long. Just want to come back to this question because I'm so, I, I I cannot understand it. If we know that the big lifts and the basics and the fundamentals are what you need, right? To progress as an athlete or just in your body composition or whatever. Why is it then that we see these crazy exercises, these crazy moves. And if we see them, do you think the reaction that we did in the beginning, do you think that this athlete is doing the big lifts?
1: Well, I'm almost sure he is, but it, again, you know, every time I take over a program, one of the biggest problems I have is I can't sell this stuff. So I show up at a new school, you know, 2004, I show up at a new school, and the coach before was had turned everything into a kind of we call it United States kumbaya, you know, do whatever you feel <laughs> like kind kumbaya, of thing. You know?
0: Kumbaya, my yes, yeah. And uh, beautiful, you song. know, I
1: show up and I'm going to teach everybody how to tumble, Olympic lift, power lift, kettlebells. And the kids are all like, Well, where's the arm work, man? Uh, <laughs> where's the arm work, man? And it doesn't guys sell, like me, right? it doesn't say, both. Right. F- old farts like me, I don't, I I don't sell well. I get it. You know, I look at, you know, uh, you know, I was, somebody showed me this girl yesterday. She's got like 6 million followers on Instagram. Yeah. I can see why she's smoking hot. Mm -hmm. And then you look at my ugly ass and you're like, you know, I'm not (laughs) a good looking dude, you know? And, and I think that, uh, you know, that stuff that jumping up and down on the BOSU balls that I remember what, 12, 15 years ago, that one coach in in Arizona had one athlete and their whole thing was to throw weights. They were weight throwers, you know, like on the bench press, they would throw the weights and everything was, and it was like, and I would get hundreds of emails, literally hundreds of emails. What do you think about this top secret technique? And the guy wouldn't tell anybody about what it was. Well, I mean, probably a combination of anabolics and just and dna and you know if you get with enough drugs and enough dna you can be a really really good yes. coach and but what you'll notice you no one any, you, yeah. most of your listeners don't even know who i'm talking about and it just happens a lot i mean if you luck out if you luck out with your nonsense coaching program with a, a genetic freak you know you you people people want to follow what you're doing i I can guarantee this. If I was coaching LeBron James, he's a pretty good little basketball player. The impact I would have on his athletic ability would be about zero. Yeah. That's- the same amount that any strength coach would have on him in his career right now. Uh, maybe I might give him a little bit more longevity, but, you know, coming down off of a rebound in a, in a uh, step, up, coming down on someone's heel would knock his ankle out anyway. It just. You know, so we find if.
0: If I am just just interject real quick, you say, okay, um, because I want to understand this and wrap my head around it. You say the amount of, or, or let's say like the influence that you would take, have on LeBron James athletic capabilities with your basic exercises would be close to zero, right? That, that's what you're saying. And yet you say, we have the athlete who has to get stronger, you know, to build up the yin yen. Right. Oh, so
1: don't think they're con don't think they're uh contradictory if you have a superior athlete a Usain Bolt a LeBron James this the impact of the strength coaches is, is important but once they get to a certain point in their career
0: it uh-huh. right? and and what what kind of point do you think they reach their genetic potential to the fullest amount possible something like this that yeah. uh, that kind of point
1: yeah, I mean, Usain Bolt runs a nine, 700 meters. I mean, it's, I mean yeah, genetic go, freaks. I it's, mean, you're going to go, what are you going to do? What are you going to change in the weight room for him? You know, instead of five sets of two, five sets of one, hey, <laughs> Yes,
0: five sets of six. <laughs> that's the secret. Oh, here's
1: what we did. Five sets of four. Right?
0: Oh, that, ah, that's the reason.
1: You know, yes. it's just, it just, and so sometimes you just have to remind yourself. And that's why I have such great respect here in the United States. We call them high school coaches, you know some of the high school coaches i know well, they they will knock out 50 60 100 athletes a year who are have been improved by their coaching and to me i study those guys those guys and girls the ones that take large groups of just kind of normal people mm-hmm. and have some traction on the way to improvement i follow them frankly you know you know i've worked with the nba <laughs> I mean, I work with guys who are literally this tall, literally that tall. Uh, there's a picture of one of my friends. He's got his hands on me and his head is on top of my head. He's leaning down on me like this. You know, how Tolering. do you, coach? how do you coach that? You don't, you're born that way. So I'm not, by the way, so you gotta be careful. I'm not negating good training. Yeah. I'm just saying you yeah. have to be careful about the lessons you learn from the elites. Having said that, and this is the system we use in our school, is I ask you to adopt an underserved community. I work with people who are deaf and people who have MS. Taylor works with people with cystic fibrosis. Um, uh, Some of my other people specialize with post-traumatic kidney issues, some other issues. Mm. And here's what we're trying to do. If it works with someone with cystic fibrosis and it works with an athlete who makes a quarter of a billion dollars a year, we can assume that it's going to work for everybody else too. The problem you run into is that we got this elite, well, not this athlete, but this athlete here to improve a little bit. Okay, that's great. Did it work over here with a patient with cystic fibrosis? No okay did it work with this uh, elementary disco store no then I'm gonna say okay that it works with elites maybe or it might uh, have just I, simply I get worked your point
0: I see because they had
1: the, they had a day off I mean sometimes when you can work with elite athletes the mere fact that you had an easy day or just something new made them get better because they're so beat up all the time
0: wow oh about beating up yes that's that's uh what we are now practicing is uh, uh, Angie and I. We're now engaging in some sort of deloading because I've heard at Cone uh, in this great podcast. Um, he said the reason why I was able to to lift or to stay in the game is he said most people lift too heavy for too long. Yeah. Right. So you gotta you gotta understand to put some the brakes again. Right putting in those breaks and stop your ego. I mean, recently I've lifted with two twelves, two twelve kettlebells. And for me, I, I really had to tell my brain. You mentioned monkey brain the last time. I had to tell monkey brain, shut up and sit down. I'm using these two twelves now. And while I was working out, they felt so light, but stop it, man. And and I like, I love what Stu McGill said. He said, recovery and um, is so important because if you keep beating up, like you said, beating up your body, then the the recovery is not catching up. You might find this interesting Two of my best
1: friends in the business are Stuart McGill, and Marty Gallagher, who coached Ed Cohen. Yeah,
0: <laughs> very cool so, friends. I like to have them as well. <laughs> so when I'm, so, so when I'm
1: talking about elite things. Those are the first two people I often turn to. They're not working with 14-year-old boys. They're not working with, you know, sometimes if you want to become a great strength coach, get involved with a fringe sport, a very small, unpopular sport. Because if you bring weightlifting into a small sport that's not very popular yet, you can have a massive impact. But here in the United States, you're not going to have any impact on track and field and American football. I don't care how great of a strength coach you are. You're going to practically have no impact on your teams because your teams are already doing almost everything you can think of.
0: So overly saturated, right?
1: So find a sport that not very many people are doing. Like, uh, I don't know, become the strength coach for a windsurfing team. Become the strength coach for a...
0: Batman team.
1: (laughs) Yeah, Batman. I love that sport you guys play in Europe. We do play a little bit here. You guys call it handball.
0: But handball, if, you know, yeah, genau, you know. yes.
1: But if I was to bring a handball team here to the United States and take it seriously, and we had to say like we decided to have a handball league, I could influence my handball team and actually have an impact on them. Yeah. But once every one of those handball guys makes 15 to 100000 check that, 15 to $25 million a year, the impact of me as a strength it's... coach is going to disappear because they're already doing it stuff
0: yeah yeah that's that that's you know that's what i'm seeing you know as a it's a great analogy to what i do now on youtube with you know we've just recently we've gotten this incredible um amount of 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 growth happening right now on youtube and i think one of the reasons are like i mentioned these reactions that i tapped into by accident so now what I do and what I focus on is to some degree and you know I don't want to overly saturate this reaction thing because then it's like hey man you're stealing content and right that's so easy to do I always want to back up my reactions with you know uh severe thick content stuff that you can dig through and say oh this guy actually knows what he talks about and this uh, this dude knows how to work out he knows how to lift all right so That's what I'm now doing a little bit in the kettlebell world on YouTube because not many people are doing it. It's taking a very popular influencer workout and react to it and give my thoughts. And then, of course, sharing a little secret right here, adding some entertainment value. Yeah, Not just being dry cut. Like, okay, uh, this swing uh, could be improved. but Just smiling, laughing, and joking a little bit. And, and most of all, reacting to my old stuff. That's what I do as well. I've reacted to my old workouts where my form was terrible. And people loved it. They were like, wow, you, you actually are willing to put yourself on the table, your old technique, and laugh at it and have fun with it and even give some feedback. I'm like, yeah, because it's a learning process. And, you know, this is kind of like what I believe is... One of the reasons probably why, why we're catching so much steam right now, because I'm just, I'm open, very open to criticism. I'm very open to feedback. And I've recently thought about it. I, I, I gave a reaction to one of Mark Ripto from Starting Strength. Uh, he had a, a bit where he was saying the kettlebells are a fad, right? So I've reacted to it. Uh, I gave my thoughts on it. And did I catch everything right? Probably not. Did I maybe make some mistakes? Because maybe my understanding of strength training is not as accurate Mm -hmm. as body composition? Maybe yes, but you know what, who cares? Because in the reaction I said, guys, anybody out there who has some inputs to share, please share them in the comment section. Exactly, yeah. And that's what helps me grow. So that's just like uh, being being open-minded and and not in that saturated field of trying to look good for everybody else but more like hey man it's 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 i want to help you but i also i'm open to feedback
1: yeah i agree and and what did mark did mark respond to you
0: no he didn't yeah. But one of, one of the biggest channels you know actually two bigger channels are reacting to to the stuff that I've done. Okay. One of the channels was reacting was Functional Patterns. I don't know if you're familiar with the, with them Functional Patterns now the Aguilar is his name I think. Um I've had some critical feedback on his exercises kettlebell exercises because they were these kind of ex- kettlebell exercises that you've just witnessed before. Okay. Bosu ball stability stuff, you know. And I'm always like and I even I coined myself that way. I'm saying I'm the basics guy. I just believe in the basics. So they reacted, but not in a very friendly manner. But who cares? It's great. It's 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 uh, it's you know, the, the algorithm loves if, if people are st- starting to comment yeah, the, and, uh... and, and just just a small side note Dan. what what I'm right now realizing and maybe you've encountered this in your career as a strength coach as well. The sense of tribalism that people are engaging in, when you say something and I'm very emphasizing the word critical, not negative, because negative would be, Dan, I don't like your nose. Yeah. I think your black shirt looks stupid on you. That's that's negative. That has nothing to do with educational value. But if I'm critical and saying, well, in in your swing, uh, in the swing, she's hyperextending the spine a little bit, which can be tricky. You know, micro trauma to the spine over and over again can be a problem. People go crazy. You're just jealous. That's well, you'll what I'm see that.
1: You'll see quite a bit of that. Now, CrossFit was that way. And that, of course, CrossFit's basically. I mean, it's, uh, I mean, it's a, it's a shadow of what it used to be. Ripito's play, starting strength used to be extremely tribal, and that. But again, it's starting. You know, the, the, there's an old phrase in political political science: the revolution eats its young. You know, um, mm-hmm. and uh, what you're beginning to see with some of the uh, in kettlebells. Oh my God! In 2001 that people would finish their sentences with the party is always right. Um, and you don't see that nonsense anymore. You know, um, the, 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 the uh, kettlebells were very tribal there for a while, but yeah, it's, I think it is a product of <sighs> since we don't have a lot of people don't have communities like, uh, churches or, you know, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. other, other forms of intentional community that they found intentional community online Yes, with a weightlifting style.
0: I, I like to exploit the time with you as, as, as much as possible.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: So then if you're open to do it again,
1: absolutely. Uh, give me a couple of weeks. Let me get into July. Okay.
0: Get into July and then we'll do it again. I have a lot of notes prepped already for the next one. All right. I'm really I looking will, I... forward to it. So thank you for watching. If you enjoyed the video, like it, consider subscribing if you wanna see more kettlebell content. And if you're looking for a program that builds you up as a beginner to an advanced kettlebell trainee, and maybe you also look for some solid nutrition coaching, some basic stuff to help you get in shape and maybe lose weight, then check out 90 days of kettlebells. You'll find the link in the description, and we have a 14 day free trial included.